0: Hey, everyone. David here. This election season has been absolutely filled with disinformation and downright lies. So now here's CNN fact checker and reporter Daniel Dale to help us sort out fact from fiction. Hey, everyone. Today, I want to dive into these dueling town halls we had last night, one with former Vice President Biden on ABC and one with President Trump on NBC. This night was honestly a pain in the butt for reporters trying to cover both events fairly and for fact-checkers like me, as I imagine it was for any swing voter who was interested in watching both candidates. You just couldn't literally watch both at once. Thankfully, there was a whole CNN team watching Biden while I focused on Trump and they helped me get up to speed on Biden afterward. Now, from a fact-check perspective, what's always most notable to me is the vast gulf between these two candidates. Biden is absolutely not the number one most factual politician I've ever seen. Sometimes he exaggerates, sometimes he gets things flat wrong, and he did that last night. But Trump is just way, way more dishonest in both the frequency of the dishonesty... And in the severity or the magnitude of the false things he's saying, I think some of them it's fair to call flat lies. Like with Trump, we didn't only get important false claims last night about the election, about the pandemic, maybe the two most important subjects right now. He also gave airtime, he gave oxygen to two truly bonkers, just crazy conspiracy theories. One was... QAnon, and one was this just absolutely bananas thing he retweeted about Osama bin Laden, Barack Obama, and SEAL Team 6. This one is so ridiculous, I don't even want to get into the details. We just don't hear stuff like that from Joe Biden. So today, let's walk through some of the biggest false and misleading claims we found in both of these presidential town halls. I want to start with claims the president made during his NBC town hall. First, let's look at a claim he made about the coronavirus and masks. Just the other day, they came out with a statement that 85% of the people that wear masks catch it. Well, so, you know, they this is say a that. very I know that study. Well, that's, 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 a- that's what I heard and that's what I saw. So this is an entirely false description of a statistic in this CDC study that came out in September. The most important thing to know is that the study did not even try to figure out what percentage of people who wear masks get infected with the coronavirus. So what was Trump talking about? Well, this study looked at 154 people who had tested positive for the coronavirus in July. And it found that of those people, about 71% said that they had always worn a mask in the previous 14 days. And about 14% said that they had often worn a mask. So that adds up to about 85. So what's the problem here with Trump's claim? Again, he's wrongly describing the statistic. Number two, we don't know whether the people in this 85% got infected with the coronavirus while wearing a mask or while not wearing a mask. The CDC emphasized to me that even the 71-ish percent who said they always wore a mask in the previous 14 days did not all always do so. How do we know? Because about 41% of this group of 154 people also said they had gone to a restaurant in the previous 14 days. The CDC pointed out the obvious, you can't eat or drink at a restaurant while you are wearing a mask. Number three, even if people who were wearing masks all the time did get infected, That does not mean that masks are not effective. Why? Because the CDC and other scientific authorities have emphasized that the main purpose of masks is to prevent other people from getting infected by you, not to protect you yourself. So a lot of problems with this claim by the president. Next, let's look at a claim the president made about his record on job creation. We just set a record, 11.4 million jobs. We are going to have a phenomenal third quarter. This is a good example of how politicians can sometimes lie using a nominally accurate statistic. This claim is highly misleading. Why? Because in the two months before these 11.4 million jobs were added, 22.2 million jobs were lost. In other words, we're still down more than 10 million jobs since March. The president always declines to mention what happened right before this 11.4 million gain. Finally, let's look at a claim the president has made, and I have fact-checked dozens of times, about pre-existing conditions. By the way, we're always protecting people with pre-existing conditions, and I can't say that more strongly. This is an up-is-down, alternative reality kind of lie. I don't usually fact-check promises, but this is a promise that Trump has already broken and is currently breaking. He has repeatedly tried to get bills passed that would significantly weaken the pre-existing conditions protections in Obamacare, and his administration is currently right now in court backing a Republican lawsuit to get the entirety of Obamacare, including those protections, eradicated. And he has presented no replacement plan to reinstate state those protections if that suit actually succeeds. Now let's turn to some claims we fact-checked from Joe Biden, starting with this one about federal policing funding. When we had community policing from the mid-90s until Bush got elected, what happened? Violent crime actually went down precipitously. So it actually started to come down. What happened? They eliminated the funding for community policing. So this is kind of a trademark Biden exaggeration. There's a kernel of truth, but he's stretching it. Trump did propose a 50% budget cut to what's known as the COPS program, that's federal funding for community policing. But first of all, a 50% cut is not eliminating the entire budget. And second of all, Congress didn't even endorse that cut, so it never actually happened. Next, let's look at this claim from the former vice president about Trump's coronavirus relief efforts. When the first tranche of uh, the first round of money for unemployment, enhanced unemployment, passed, went, went, uh, went by, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. So Biden is free to argue that Trump hasn't done enough for the unemployed, but it's just wrong to say that he didn't do anything at all after that initial $600-a-week payment expired. In August, after that payment expired, Trump took executive action and he tapped $44 billion in federal disaster relief money to send $300 per week payments to the jobless. So it was $300, not the previous $600, but it certainly was something. So you can hear that Biden can talk quite loosely. He can stretch the facts pretty severely to make a point. And he too can be a challenge for a fact checker. Again, though, it's just a really different experience sitting through a Biden event and a Trump event from a fact-check perspective. With Biden, you're listening hard for the occasional stretch. With Trump, it's like, bam, bam, bam. Our internal CNN chat is blowing up literally every minute or two because there's yet another egregiously inaccurate claim, often an egregious flat lie, from the president of the United States. CNN Political Briefing is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is the executive producer, and Haley Thomas is the senior news producer. Raj Makhija is our senior production manager. Our episodes are produced by Will Cadigan, Mimi Mutessa, and Priscilla Alibi, and engineered by Francisco Monroy. David Toledo is the team's production assistant. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level.